0: Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen post on Tumblr. I'm joined tonight with YD. Hi,
2: this is YD, and you can find me at Yellow Delaney on Tumblr. Comma.
3: Hi, this is Kama, and you can find me at Grammar Saves Lives at Tumblr. Chicky.
4: Hi, this is Chicky. I'm Chickren on Tumblr.
3: And Eon.
1: Hi, this is Eon, and you can find me at Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr.
4: Woot.
0: Okay, we're covering Game of Thrones Season 1 episode six um there are spoilers for all the things um uh, book or tv don't matter we will probably spoil something in there um I'm putting in a rape discussion warning as i always do even though i'm not really sure i can't remember if there was rape or not <laughs> and also tywin lannister does not appear in this episode <laughs> no his <funny> <laughs> though yes he was we have a tywin mention and the reason I mention that is because Kama was convinced this is the one he came in <laughs> he's
2: crushed, crushed I tell you <laughs> soon Kama, soon Aww.
0: but we do have Ned and he's all sweaty Yay! <laughs> he wakes he's all sweaty and he wakes up to uh, Cersei and King Robert standing over him um, Ned and Cersei start going at it a bit, and Cersei accuses Ned of coming out of a brothel drunk when he attacked Jamie, which is kind of dumb and ridiculous. Like,
3: sounds like Ned, yeah. Well, and and <laughs> yeah. who is she complaining to? She's saying that to Robert, who is probably the least, the last person on the planet to be outraged. <laughs> By someone coming out of a brothel
2: drunk. I think Robert would be absolutely through it if his bestie started drinking and visiting whores. He totally would. He totally would. <laughs> probably go on group trips together.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Cersei tells Robert that she should wear the armor and he the gown when he kind of refuses to, I guess, reprimand Ned. Um, he smacks her across the face at this remark. And then she says, I shall wear it like a badge of honor. He threatens to hit her again. Cersei leaves. King Robert pours a glass of wine and says he should not have hit her. That was not Kingly. So, yeah, way to save face, guy, Robert. Huh? Yeah. Robert
4: Baratheon, ladies mm. and gentlemen.
0: hmm mm. Not cool. No. No. Mm-hmm. Does he say that in the book? I can't imagine. He's,
2: he definitely... Well, one it. of... Yeah, one of the lines is actually taken directly from the book, and it's a great line, actually, when Cersei says... I shall wear this as a badge of honour, Robert replies, wear it in silence or I'll honour you again, which is verbatim from the book. I'm not entirely sure whether he says it's not kingly, though.
0: That to me. I don't know. If it is in the book, I apologise, but it almost seemed like a show invention to me.
3: I think, and later on, um, there's a conversation between Ned and Cersei, and I think he asks her if that happens often, and... She's not very, you know. She doesn't need his sympathy, but it kind of is intimated that yes, yes, it does happen quite often. Just mm,
4: on the show, you mean?
3: In in the book, I mean.
4: Is it? Yeah. Wow. What a I thought dick. it was implied that that was the only time, or or Jamie would have killed him.
2: Yeah.
3: I, I kind of. I wouldn't be shocked. If she was telling the truth, and he clocked her before, because that seems like a Robert thing to do. It's kind he of like clock- that.
2: Go ahead, Ian. Oh,
3: he's also um, hit.
1: Ba- you know, little Joffrey. Whenever Joffrey was little,
2: yeah. whenever he found
1: out that Joffrey mutilated a, a pregnant cat, he knocked well, out a couple of his baby teeth.
3: If I had done that, I would have been spanked or some. Oh, well, I think. There are also women. psychologists called in. probably have been
0: taken to a doctor, I think. <laughs> 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 Several times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, Robert demands Ned to order Catelyn to bring Tyrion back. He can't rule a kingdom with the Starks and the Lannisters going at each other's throat. Robert also admits he never loved his brothers, but he chose Ned as his brother. So, implying he loves Ned, but he does not love his brothers.
4: But
0: we all knew that. We know he loves we all Ned. Knew that
4: he loved yeah. He li- Ned. Yeah. Uh,
0: because they've crossed swords before. Ned Burt, yeah, that's right. Many times. Definitely <laughs> Ned Burt vibes going on there. Uh, <laughs> Comma <calm, laughs> silent.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Robert, I'm, not, I'm not going there, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it as we might. Okay, uh, Robert makes Ned hand again. Refuses to talk about Daenerys um, when he brings. Actually, it up. there's
2: a funny bit in the commentary here. Um, the commentary for this episode was uh, Dan Minahan, who I think was the is he the direct one of the directors, um, Peter Dinklage, Emilia Clarke, and Harry Lloyd. And when uh, when Robert says the girl will die and I'll hear no more of it talking about Daenerys. You suddenly hear Amelia really quietly in the background going, please don't kill me, which I thought was quite cute. And so we have, uh,
0: what happens after? Oh, so Ned, um, is threatened by Robert that if he, you know, takes that hand off his chest again, the pin, that he would put it on Jamie Lannister. Um... And then he announces he's going hunting, he's gotta relieve some steam. Uh so we go to any any additional thoughts on that before I go on to Daenerys's scene?
4: Nope. I mean, other than that we're missing the Tower of Joy dream that I think mm. people were expecting. Yeah, there's really nothing else to talk about. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Uh so Danny. Um, she's got her dragon eggs, and she's putting them on the Barbie. <laughs> that was for you, <laughs> She, she
2: picks,
0: throwing some snags
2: on the Barbie. Yeah, <laughs> she
0: picks it up, and her handmaid and rushes in to take the eggs from her, and um, she's her hands get burnt, but Daenerys's um, are fine. Uh, next scene, we have Bran. He's practicing archery. Um, so, of course, this is a raven dream again, and he awakes to Hodor standing um, by his bed, and he's holding up the
3: saddle that Tyrion made for him, well, had designed for Yay for, for him. assistive technology! I'm so psyched they did that. Yeah. That's, that's what that's called, by the way.
0: <laughs> well, it's a very nice saddle, and he's pretty happy to be riding it about, because um, the next scene we see Theon, Rob, and Bran, and uh, Theon and Rob are speaking about the killing of uh, Ned's men and the attack, and Theon is egging on Rob to act, but Rob reminds him that it's not his house. Um, they're speaking, and then he notices that Bran has become quiet suddenly, and then he asks where he is. Theon replies, Don't know, not my house. Bran is taken by some wildlings. The men want to steal um, from Bran and run. The woman, who we know is Osha. Um, he wants to use him. Um, she speaks of him being related to Benjamin and how Mance Raider would like to, you know, have his hands on him. Uh, they tell her, piss on Mance. They are heading south. And uh, they seem smart. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, to do. So that's, uh, we got Rob. He finds them. He kills one. And then he has Osha by the hair. The other has Bran at knife point. Um, Theon shoots him with an arrow. Rob is a bit spooked by Theon's actions. He yells at him. Theon says he saved his life. Osha begs for her life. Rob takes mercy on her. And that's
3: the end of that scene. I I was kind of curious, because... I mean, I get sort of why every, all the, especially the younger kids are kind of annoyed with Theon all the time. But I thought Rob and Theon were kind of buds. And Rob is really kind of harsh on him. Mm-hmm. He's
4: you even know, harsh on him in the books, though, too. He is a bit. But, you know, I, I actually have had the question rewatching this season. Um, of how much uh, Benioff and Weiss knew about what was going to be in a in a, a Dance with Dragons. I kind of wonder if they even knew completely about what the Reek storyline was going to be. You know, it's funny how they set Jamie up so well for later redemption. Oh, mm-hmm. should I said the R word. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. they really set it up even in this first season. And you don't see much of that with Theon. Um, It's almost like they weren't completely sure what his storyline was going to be going forward. I kind of have questioned that, because if you compare this to what I remember, at least, of season two, I think there's quite a, a tone shift with how they kind of handle Theon.
2: Well, they're constantly because
4: picking later.
3: on him, and granted, a lot of times he is being an ass, and I get it, and I also get why small children would be annoyed with him, because he's kind of a jerk to them. But it just seemed like some of the stuff with Rob I was like dude what the hell you know I, I don't remember that from the book but I'll take yeah, your word for it it
0: kind of seemed like they flip flop with Theon's character a lot like at times it seems like he's one of them and then other, other times they're definitely you know constantly reminding him of his place So yeah, yeah we get the
2: out, feeling they are, I, are I, I, oh. Go ahead, oh I was just going to say I feel like I agree with you I do think there is some sort of flip-flopping and I'm I'm not entirely sure if they knew what was happening with Theon's storyline either but you do see this sort of constant reminder um coming at him that you know this isn't your family this isn't your house he's really a perpetual outsider despite being raised amongst the stark kids and it has to sting and I do feel sympathy towards him
4: yeah I do too I do too were you gonna add something Chicky? I was just going to say, I do think they've done a really good job of trying to set up kind of the, the relationship between Bran and Theon fairly well, where, you know, Bran is not at all afraid of Theon and, and really has a pretty good beat on Theon's character, better than Rob. No probably. one's
2: afraid of Theon. <laughs>
4: Theon. Even
2: even the whores it. aren't afraid of Theon. <laughs> not even a seven-year-old boy is, a, is afraid of him. You can't get no respect.
0: <laughs> it's like the Rodney Dangerfield of Westeros. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, okay. So uh meanwhile at the Airy, um Tyrion is about to roll out of his cell. And this is one of those scenes that kinda made me cringe and I remember not really particularly liking it when it first aired. Um it's Tyrion Was it because of the poor child of Maud or it's really bad acting. Yeah. I know like Peter Dinklage is like a shining star. He's fantastic, but man, I just really felt like the scene was so badly acted.
4: <laughs> I felt I, like he wasn't great all episode. Frankly, I actually was, he was off. Going, yeah. What is this really? Dinklage? Oh, good. It wasn't just me.
3: He's doing that scene chewing hamminess thing throughout the whole thing. He really was. And he's been better. And it wasn't even the accent because I've learned to sort of just accept that that is how his Tyrion is going to talk. <laughs> it was it was very exaggerated, over the top, um, in a show where while sometimes that's called for, it really didn't seem to be there, particularly in a
2: one on one with this jailer, who seemed you know, to be it, kind of slow. Commentary that um, Peter Dinklage actually refers to the fact that he wasn't entirely certain of his motivation for a lot of this episode. So wow. perhaps that is what is happening. Okay. Yeah. Well, it yeah.
0: definitely came through for me. anyway. Yeah, I'm, kind yeah. Of, I'm really glad you guys felt the same. Um, so Maude uh, comes in through the, the door and uh, Tyrion immediately tries to pay him off. He gets smacked around a bit for not having the gold on him. And uh, that's pretty much the end of the scene, but we'll see them again later. Uh, the next one is Sirio and Arya. She's kind of mopey. Doesn't really feel like practicing. She's upset about Jory being killed. Serio gives her some um, fighter's philosophy. Um, admits smacking her around a little bit, forcing her to, you know, pick up her sword and practice. They speak of gods, and uh, Sirio tells her that there is only one, and it's the god of death. And that what do we say to the god of death?
3: Not today. Not today. (laughs) I was hoping you'd answer back. (laughs) You kind of have to, yeah. This was an interesting... I never caught this before, but he basically tells her, you have to separate yourself from your troubles, which is true, but it's like the beginning of her learning to what they call disassociate. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of take your mind away. You're not thinking of who you are, what your problems are, and you're focusing on the task, which... Is going to be her main survival mechanism going forward, and I think this is the first instance of that. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I think always it thought it. To Maisy Williams in the scene as well, I think she does such a great job, especially with her facial acting. You can sort of see her at the beginning, and she's looking really teary and uncertain, and then she she gets angry, and you really see the shift in her face. And it's I don't know, it's quite good. I the kid actor's actually quite impressed me in this episode. Me too, mm-hmm. Sansa mm-hmm. as well.
1: Around. And then, so, yeah. Yeah. I, just, I just always thought it was interesting that Serial Pharrell, he, he was only a small part of Arya's storyline, but he had the most impact on her whole character development throughout the whole series.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. With audiences, too. A lot of audiences love Yes, yeah. I, th- I think. I see a lot of love.
4: Yeah, they get really attached. They Absolutely. don't accept that she might be dead, in fact. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Jackin.
2: We all know he's
3: Jackin. Same. Okay, Spoilers. <laughs> they cool. cast that part really well. That guy's great. I mean, he's totally Except unlike. He's meant to
2: be bold. He's meant yeah, to but, be I bold, damn not
3: How dare he not want to shave his head? Um, I know, right? But, I mean, they cast the, the part really well, so the actor's really good, and it's an engaging character in the book to begin with and, you know, to be set out, so I can see why people take to him. I like him. I find him fascinating.
2: I yeah, I like me a bit of cereal as well.
0: He's all right. I don't mind him either way. Okay.
2: Uh, so. <laughs> I'm ambivalent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Danny has been fully integrated into Dothraki society. She's enjoying some local cuisine of horse heart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's awful. Amelia <laughs> Clark actually said that in this scene, um, I, they had told her that it was going to taste like gummy bears, and she thought that's amazing because I love gummy <laughs> related products. <laughs> and then she said, apparently, it actually tasted kind of like bleach. So uh, her, her, she had to eat, her, like, her three almost. of them or something? Well no, to- you know what? They said that there were twenty-five of them because they, they had to keep changing the size after she was meant to take a bite. So yeah, she, she went through about twenty-five of them, and at the end she actually did have to tear off a piece and swallow it. So the retching that you see, or the almost retching, it's was legit. not <laughs> acting. It was totally <laughs> legit. <That's> and <laughs> she, she thought this was she said- her best scenes. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> There was no acting involved. In this scene. <laughs> Apparently, the arteries of the heart were made of dried pasta. Dried. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, it couldn't I know. have been pleasant.
1: <laughs> I know what Whitey's having for dinner tonight. Yum. <laughs> Sorry. <Dried> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so let's see. Oh, Viserys. Uh, not Viserys. Yeah, Viserys. Right. Says yeah. he hopes it's not uh, his horse, which I thought was kind of a funny little line. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Dora is cheering her on and then um, is interrupted. Wait, she's going to have a boy. Oh, she's interrupted by the chance of she's going to have a boy. Uh, Viserys says he doesn't want a, she, that the baby won't be a true Targaryen. Um, Daenerys announces Oh my god, I am... My writing no,
3: <laughs> <laughs> she, you
0: know? she, she can never read her notes. Oh! Yeah, so Daenerys announces a prince rides inside her and he will be Rago. my apologies
1: Um
2: Rhaegu
0: is- yeah. <laughs> <I laughs> every time I hear that name named after her
2: brother Ragu.
0: <laughs> Viserys is finally piecing it together and he realizes they love her uh, Jorah says she truly is a queen today and he turns to Viserys, who has left him. Jorah finds Viserys hunched over Danny's eggs, and he's carrying a sword. Jorah warns him not to be caught. Carrying the weapon tells him that those eggs aren't his either. Viserys doesn't give a shit. He needs those eggs for an army and a ship. Viserys calls out Jorah on his infatuation with his sister, tells him he can have her. He tries to leave. Jorah blocks him. Viserys reminds him of his oath and does it not mean anything. Jorah replies, it means everything, tells Viserys he can go, but the eggs stay. When Viserys drops the eggs, Jorah lets him pass.
4: God, this was a good scene. Harry I mean, just Lloyd just so well acted, yeah.
2: Harry oh, Lloyd is a standout for me. If episode. Peter Dinklage
3: did not bring it, Harry Lloyd brought it, and then some. Oh he yeah, he so many different notes he hit, and it was like that sort of like, well, the baby won't be a Targaryen, that sort of defensive, like... It, the need and the insecurity and the bravado, all those different layers. Yeah. He has he just, great
2: emotional range, I think, Harry Lloyd. And yeah. what's interesting to me is in the commentary, you find out that Harry Lloyd has actually read the books. He's actually a, a big fan of the books. And he's even done research online. He said he was looking at fan art and looking at um, maps that people have drawn. So you can tell that he's, wow. he's really into the character and he knows what he's doing and it really shows yeah, it does. Yeah, and
4: especially here where there really isn't much of a book map to go from. Like, this is just such a great little character study of these two um, at this moment. And I kind of mm-hmm. love how they do this thing that we're going to see later with Brienne. That they, they have um, they have Viserys basically baldly say, you know, hey, Jora, you're totally into Danny, which is not something that happened in the books until much God. later. And I kind of like we what can- they, they do.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, you can't really have it in the books at this point, because we don't have the point of view for it. I mean, we really just had the Danny point of view, and she is relatively oblivious at this stage. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. Mm. All right. Um,
0: So, we'll go on to Tyrion. Uh, He's back in his sky cell, screaming for Maud.
3: Maud. Maud? Maud. 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 You say Maud, I think be Arthur, and (laughs) (laughs) I don't think
2: so did I. (laughs) <laughs> to be fair, the way I pronounce it is maud as well because we don't have the R sounds that you guys have. Right. Now think of it, how much better this
3: would have this would have been with B. Arthur as the jailer. It would have added
4: <laughs> Actually it would have been way amazing. more amazing.
2: amazing. <laughs> Best mental image
0: right now. Dig her up, make her more. Lady <laughs> <steady laughs> Archie oh, no. get out! <laughs> get out, look.
3: <laughs> I'm going. I deserve to leave. Hey, that was my idea, dude.
2: <laughs> so yeah, take- anyway, okay. Oh,
3: so if Tyrion- anyone should get out. It's me. <laughs> so Tyrion's <laughs> screaming for a
0: mord again at the door, and uh, he tries bargaining with him. Um, probably a, a little bit too much of an in an abstract way. I think he even says gold is an abstract concept. Um, he uses uh, his name is a Lannister, makes a deal for of gold for a message to be delivered to Lady Arryn. Uh, he says he tell her, "I wish to confess my crimes." Um, and then in the next scene, we see him in the throne room, and uh, he's going to confess his sins, and which is he's lied, he's cheated, he's gambled, he's whored. Um He's convinced others to do violence for him. He stole a naked girl's robe, describes her boobies, stuffed his uncle's boots with goat shit, <laughs> and another boy was beaten for it. Is this Kevin's boots?
4: <laughs> it feels like Kevin, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: And uh he beat off into turtle stew and he hopes Cersei ate it. Which
2: I loved. <laughs> oh god.
0: Uh so he also said he brought a honeycomb and a donkey into a brothel and then he is cut off by Liza. Just so
1: didn't he go to Tijuana, Mexico for this this jackass <laughs> honeycomb park? Sounds to me like someone's been to Tijuana.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this just this really just was, I think, maybe Dinklage's poorest delivery that I've noticed. This scene—it yeah. was just a complete mystery for me on a it's rewatch.
2: It's over the top for me. It's very yeah. indulgent. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. It's a bit of a divergence from the book. It happens in the book, but they added a lot of extra stuff to the dialogue for Tyrion here, which I thought was totally unnecessary.
3: I think. I think it's the type of thing where you he probably felt he could go over the top, but it's more like, it's like soap opera acting to me. It's so yeah. not quite that bad, but it's very, I get to be big and emotive and, you know, and yeah. really, and it, it just sort of,
4: it was too much.
0: Yeah, he knew it was his scene and he certainly chewed that scenery.
4: <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. My take on it, and it's funny, who was it? Y.D. said from the commentary that he said he wasn't sure what his motivation was. You yeah. know, when I was watching, I was like, "It's like he doesn't buy the dialogue, and he's not happy with yep. it, or something." It was kind yeah, of the me too. That
2: that's the impression I got as yeah, well.
4: See that? I will sometimes, th- sometimes actors get a little bit that way, and when they aren't happy with the lines that they're supposed to deliver, they just kind pass. of walk
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> I ham it out. I was gonna say I did kind of like the part where he like did the jack off, jacking off motion, and you could hear his like
1: chains <laughs> clinking. <laughs> You would like that. <laughs> I will say that
4: every show watcher I've known has loved this scene. Yeah, I, mean. I agree. Yeah, I've heard that too. Mm. It's also a really nice setup for his later trial in, um, well, I guess it was season four, but in a story yeah, of forwards.
2: but Yeah, yeah. I can see how you would find it funny and entertaining if you weren't aware of Tyrion's character from the books. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay,
0: so uh, anyway, yeah, Lysa interrupts him. Um, Catelyn asks about Bran and the um, attempt to murder on John Aaron. Tyrion replies he has no idea about that. Lysa orders Tyrion taken away. Tyrion demands the king's justice and he wants a trial. Lysa shows him the moon door. Um, immediately, Sweet Robin gets very excited and uh, apparently he's going to be the judge. It <laughs> does not look good. Tyrion no, demands no. a trial by combat. A few knights immediately step forward to offer their service, um, and then a knight, uh, Sir—is it Sir Vardis?
3: Yes, Sir Vardis.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh God, I got one right. Um, is asked by Liza if he will uh, avenge her husband. He will gladly take on Tyrion's champion. Tyrion asks for Jaime, um, and he's oh. happy, he's happy to wait for Jamie. Lysa denies the request, and Tyrion asks for a volunteer. Ron steps forward. That's the end of that scene.
4: So you know what I have to say? What? Not only was I distracted this scene by Dinklage's poor acting, but was anyone else kind of distracted by all these ladies in this veil-type dress clothing yes. thing that they have going on? Why are their boobs so totally unsupported in this costume? I just, like, take total offense at this as a woman. Like, like, <laughs> Can I just I have to say... have it on their behalf.
3: I I know Michelle Clapton, I think it's Michelle Clapton who's the costume designer, right? Does that sound right? She gets a lot of props, but I find a lot of her choices um, bizarre, and I don't get where she's drawing them from. Like, I don't understand, like, in some cases, like, I think she does fairly well with, let's say, the Essos people, i, I kind of like where she goes with that but a lot of the stuff she's got going on with the westerosi crew it's like i uh, i don't get this at
4: all i why would
3: anyone do this to themselves
2: yeah you know? I, I mean
4: like i think she gets much better as time goes on but i was just like i mean i you always kind of remembered kate dickie as as liza in in the dress that she wore yeah. and it's You notice it more just because she can pull it back so that she can expose her boob at any time to breastfeed her kid. But when you're looking around at the other women, I was just like, there is no way that women are putting up with being, like, clothed up to the neck and yet having absolutely no support of any kind for their breasts. (laughs) This just doesn't make any sense. Maybe
0: they're all breastfeeding. You don't know. For sure, sure. I was going to say, they're probably doing it
2: in support of their rules.
0: Yeah, well, they, I mean, <laughs> maybe she made the, the style popular. Hey, I could argue that point sometimes. Well, I mean, like, okay, but let's take, uh, can
3: we take that a little further? Because, I mean, I do get that. She does that particularly later on in the series between um, the Cersei faction who dress kind of like her and the Marjorie Terrell crowd. And that, to me, makes a lot of sense because they're, you know, one woman, they're two very popular or powerful women and that they're They're basically trendsetters. Yep. And there's this war between them fashion wise. And I get that. But up until very recently, I cannot see Lysa Aaron having any kind of pull with fashion. Basically, because she would have been in King's Landing, which they've stated on the show, with her husband. And I really can't see anyone giving her the time of day. So now
2: she's in the... for the next episode of Project (laughs) One Runway (laughs) Restaurant.
3: Well, now she's in the Vale. She hasn't been there very long. They've established it's only been a matter of months, and suddenly all these women are dressing like her in this... Excuse me, I see your
0: outfit. point. I see your point. Yeah. It makes but, no
3: uh, sense to me. That
0: theory does not hold water.
3: <laughs> Damn. I think a lot about this stuff. It bothers me. I will I was say that. a lot about it during this fucking scene, I'll
4: tell you that.
0: I will I'm say just, though. Like, what I've enjoyed about the costuming with Game of Thrones is I think the designer has done a fantastic job of really making the costumes look regional to the areas. Like, Oh, yeah. You can always tell with the Northerners, the Southerners, people from the the, the area, I think they've done a great job with that.
4: The hairdresser, though, needs to be found and shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder they- if they changed. We should look that up. I wonder if the first season was someone different with the hair than later seasons. Because I have never
3: understood what excuse me, what why well, am I apologizing? We swear all the time on here. Mm-hmm. I have it's never different. understood what the fuck is up with Cersei's hair. <laughs> it's Oh, in the first season? <laughs> I know. What it's really it. it. why would anybody do that to themselves? I just <laughs> Hey, they had a cheap wig budget, okay? <laughs> But I mean, there are ways to make, I mean, you can pile braids on top of somebody's head and make them look vaguely attractive. That's more like, I'm just going to braid a bunch of hair and randomly stick it up there with, you know,
2: in the weirdest possible way. Uh, Connor, they had to cut into the hair budget to film of those rape scenes, okay? It was important.
4: (laughs) Rape scenes aren't cheap, you know. (laughs) All right, okay, uh also, uh, but no, the content of the scene, I do like how they set this up, and this is really what made Braun such a fan favorite. I feel the way that they treated him on the show. I mean, oh yeah, I don't remember him getting a lot of book love before before Jerome Flynn got a hold of him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty damn cool. yeah,
2: I yeah, I also I've got to say, I really enjoyed the little nod to to Tyrion and Jamie's bro, bro love when Tyrion uh, names Jamie as his champion. Because really all I can think about when he does that is Tyrion's line in uh, *A Storm of Swords where he says, you know, they made me fight a battle without my big brother to protect Aww. me. Aww,
0: yeah. Babies. Yeah, High pitch wine.
1: Okay. You know, <laughs> I really <laughs> like the placement of the moon door in the show versus yeah,
3: very good. placement
1: in the books because in the, in the books it's on a wall. What? But in the show, it's on the oh, right. yeah. It's a, yeah. it's at the wall.
3: And, you and Martin know, like, has even come out and said he thinks it's better in the floor. That makes it is a hell of a lot that more is. sense. <laughs> Although again, scary. logistically, how does that work? I mean, it, isn't We've it like a giant? Shh, shh! I'm not supposed to ask. This don't question, ask. Zoomer. Don't ask these questions.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Okay. So um, we are on to a hunt in the woods. Um, it's Robert Lancel. And Lancelot is giving Robert wine. We also have Sir Beriston and Renly there. And Renly uh, looks so miserable.
3: Oh, oh no, I, I have a dancer on the hair. What? The oh. hair designer, excuse me, is a man named. Oh Kevin no! Holtz. Not again. Kevin, what? <laughs> Kevin Alexander, and he has been with the show since 2011 so for 40
4: there. episodes. So, same dude he's the one responsible maybe so, maybe okay. the maybe the clothing and hair designers just had zero budget the first season and right. that explains some of it
2: maybe he- yeah. are you writing an angry letter to this dude right now <laughs> no okay there's no point she sounds so defeated
0: we've spent enough time on clothes and hair
3: i'm under <laughs> the hunt
0: because i have something else i want to bitch about <laughs> um, during this hunt, I I couldn't get over Lord Barristan, Lord Barristan, Sir Barristan, and his chainmail. Like, they're on a hunt. Why the fuck would he be traipsing about the woods in chainmail?
4: It's not the chainmail; it's noise. the full plate. Why is he wearing full plate? That's the doesn't question. Doesn't
3: make like a lot of noise. It like a lot a of, lot of yeah.
4: you're yeah. Scare
2: yeah. animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it just I'm isn't. It isn't maybe.
4: practical for walking on foot either. I mean, for no good it's reason. Meant to be I mean, like, like on a horse, right?
2: Maybe if yeah. Robert had been wearing that he wouldn't be dead now. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. So really Barristan. he Good should job. have
3: taken a, a leaf from Barristan's book and been in full plate. Yeah. <laughs> With no chainmail. Anyway, it's a beautiful forest. I have to say that. It's beautiful scenery. I, I love all the by bi- the um the talk between Renly and Robert and you can tell Renly just has no interest in being out there in the woods talking about imaginary women that he's he's <laughs> screwed
0: yes so everything. unconvincingly <laughs> it's just pure misery for renly Even Robert, robert's the like, eight. So have,
2: have, yeah robert's like so have you banged any uh chicks from the riverlands and renly's like oh yeah i think i did once <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then they talk about making the eight <laughs> yeah oh <my> god <laughs> the best yeah Our and... favorite Renly objects to... it uh, kind of snaps on him. He kind of objects to his reminiscing of the good old days, you know, when there was war and dragons and the Mad King. And uh, Robert tells him to watch it. Renly storms off. Lancel brings Robert more wine.
3: More wine! I gotta say, Renly's got a real strong point here. And I've never really been all that impressed with Renly, Booker, Show. But... He's like, you know what, all this... Because rep- this is what Robert's been doing since we've seen him. It's the good old days, and wasn't it great when we were young and, you know, without all these responsibilities. And Renly's like, dude, <laughs> there never were any good old days.
0: And- kind of like when people reminisce about, like, I don't know, the 50s or the 60s. And you're like, um, are you forgetting about all this other shit that happened? <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's also another mechanism by which to introduce a little more exposition about the Mad King and whatnot, a little bit more history. Yep. yep. Uh, okay. The next scene we see Ned and
0: he's in the throne room. A man is there and he's recounting some of the savagery that has been inflicted upon their homes, farms and children. Um, but nothing was stolen. It was just seemed like it was just butchery. Um, he then brings out a sack of fish and dumps it on the floor. Littlefinger annoyingly asks if a fish is the sigil of House Tully.
4: Okay, yeah, annoying. What the fuck was up with the Littlefinger in this episode? I mean... Oh my god! This is ridiculous. It was like, hey, hey, did you see
3: that? Did you get it? (laughs) Because, I mean, and I mean, I realized that Littlefinger pretty much assumes that Ned is dumber than a piece of wood. I'll argue that Ned is not... (laughs) <laughs> and, and, well, yeah, but I mean, it's like, there's a difference. The problem is, is how does that come across to the audience? Like,
4: well, I'll tell you how it comes across. It comes well, across I'm, like being hit on the head with an exposition hammer. Like, I was seriously mm-hmm. screaming at my TV. I just finally watched this episode like two I'm hours like, ago. And so i was if just. if I like, had
3: been Ned, I would have turned around and said... Will you shut the hell up
4: or yeah, something or hit it was him? Or so obnoxious the way that this was not only written but acted. Like, acted. everything about it was just terrible. Although, I've, I've got to say, I think the writing was terrible. I think the whole idea of, of, of having Littlefinger deliver these lines to Ned is just absurd. I don't remember it's... having this problem the first time that I watched it, but just watching it now, I mean, it was just like. I, I don't know. It was like fingernails on a on a chalkboard. I was just like, oh, I have get to it out tell of here. You, I, I was. <laughs>
3: I was not terribly impressed with Aiden Gillen the first time around. And on this rewatch, I'm just like, I just want to smack him. Yeah, I am Engaged
2: saddened
4: by I am just saddened by how much uh, my esteem of Aiden Gillen has fallen on this Aww. rewatch. Yeah. Oh, lot,
2: lot. Did you give a spoiler warning for The Wire? I was just going to say, it's a pretty plug of The Wire? <laughs> I've got a plug The Wire. I no don't idea. even know if it's
3: it. I've seen him in other things. And I'm like, I don't know if... It was the direction just entirely lacking, like, in general?
2: I mean, I know Honestly, the writing's shit, said, but... I think it's the writing, I think it's the directing, and I think it's the acting. I think none of it is that great in this scene. It's, it's like a clusterfuck. That's exactly right. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's just a combination yeah. of all those things. Oh my god. So you, wait, because I have in my notes, Aiden Gillen gives a nuanced and subtle portrait. <laughs> portray- <laughs> speaking comparatively. <laughs> Oh,
4: man, we have got our claws out tonight. Yes. Wow. I'm sorry, but I mean, they're kind of asking for it. Am I wrong? I no, mean, this is not, right. not wrong. Wrong. I have, Well, I
3: have that phrase I'm going to just keep using until someone else picks it up with the whole the Christian Bale Batman voice. But like the subtlety of Cesar Romero, who was the original Joker. It's just like, oh, my God, you're such like a pantomime villain. I mean,
4: dude, we get it you're evil yeah. okay it was like if you could just dial it back even a couple of notches this would be it would have more been palatable s- yeah
2: you know and, and yet and, Ned is totally buying it oh, he's he even totally looks to Littlefinger no. for his approval I gotta at one say, point but I don't I think is.
4: Ned's buying it I think, I Ned's, think Ned's annoyed bu- too
2: I think
3: Ned is very annoyed and I think Sean Bean has done a pretty good job of establishing that he does not think much of Littlefinger I mean, in you fact, if there was he a bit looks... in there where I thought he was just that's... going to turn around and smack him, and I was disappointed when he didn't. What were you going to say? Guys, Mike?
2: I don't know. To me, it, it actually looks like, like a little bit later on, i scene, say Ned actually looks to Littlefinger, and it seems like he's seeking some sort of approval. It's like, oh, is this, oh. Is this right? That's I feel like he kept looking, looking
4: at Littlefinger and going, what are you going to say next, bitch? I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. That's <what laughs> I felt nothing but just... antagonism from Ned.
2: Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I you think he was the like Oh, Julian
4: Glover. Say, Julian Glover was amazing in this scene. Jazz hands.
3: Really, yeah. <laughs> not I, I saw an interview with the actor that was really interesting and I guess the I don't know, I th- probably about this point he had basically gone to the producers and said, you're not using me. You're not using me enough. And they wrote some more stuff in for him because of that. Sorry, this
2: is Julian Glover, is it?
3: Yeah, Pycelle, but I can't Perfect. believe
0: that worked. When does that ever work? <laughs> way to go well, I mean,
3: he's, you're Julian clever yeah. yeah he's got a fairly impressive list of credits i mean he's been around for a long time and he's i mean he's been involved with like every major franchise out there is that um, why i mm-hmm. had
0: to suffer that horrible pie sell with his horse scene the next <laughs> oh god oh. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> well that idea that he's faking i think is what they built into that yeah, but yeah, it, but I my, still have to watch it. Ugh. My take with Ned was more like, "Oh my God, I have to put up with this idiot. Will you just shut up?" And you know, sort of like, "Yeah, I got it. I yeah, I get that. I need to do something here. Will you just shut up?"
2: And I agree then- with that for most of the scene, but like I said, I feel like there's a bit at the end where he's kind of I don't know looking into Littlefinger. I'm not sure. I mean, I'd have to I, rewatch it, but I, you know you. Oh, I was just going to say, from the commentary, you know what's interesting about this scene is that it was actually the follow-up to a scene that was cut from the episode where apparently there was going to be the sacking of the village in the Riverlands. So, um, yeah, yeah, they decided they probably didn't need to go with it. And I agree. I think this probably explains fairly well what had actually happened. But, yeah, that was a scene that was cut.
3: It's also interesting. um, Well, I found it interesting anyhow, but in the book – This is all taking place at court. There are lots of other people in the room, including Sansa and Loras. And Loras begs to be allowed to be in charge of this group that's going to go and try to, like, bring them out to justice. And Ned picks Beric Dondarrion instead. And afterwards, much, well, it would have been a more interesting scene. Peter's talking to Sansa, who's, and he's like, well why do you think it would have been better for Loris to go? And it's sort of like the beginning of that sort of education that he, well, his creepy pedophile education he's doing. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, her answer is like, well, he looks so splendid and he's a true knight. And Peter's like, well, that's not why I would have sent him, but it's a more yeah. nuanced thing. I mean, but they changed Loris. They wanted Loris to be more politically astute. And he, that guy would not be the one volunteering to go off and, Save the innocent.
4: Yeah. Yeah. They pretty drastically changed both Renly and Loras. So, I mean, they're, yeah. they're the same mm-hmm. characters.
2: You know who else they changed? Beric, because that ain't <laughs> Beric. <laughs> that is fake
4: from <laughs> Darian. I
2: know. I'm like, who <laughs> the hell is
0: that guy? Wow, death really changes a person. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right? Why? Well, you know, in, in the books, isn't Beric like a sort of a young, very attractive dude? He's very, well? very young.
4: He's very and, young. Um, yeah. Jay Wool has Had a, a crush, crush
2: on him. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right, yeah. He, well, we've spent. He is l- brought back like what seven, eight times. So presumably, that just really. <laughs> I know. H is a man. So uh, yeah, we
0: kind of spent a lot of time on this, but just really quickly, we have um, Pycelle interjecting a few times when Littlefinger seems simply implying that you know it's the mountains' work. And uh, Ned orders justice. Uh, he kind of sides with Littlefinger, and that's when he sends Beric Dondarrion to go after Gregor. Um, he also strips him of all his lands and titles and then orders an execution. Um, Nord- Ned also at this point orders Tywin to King's Landing or be branded a traitor. Littlefinger calls them. Now
2: correct me if I'm wrong, but that didn't actually happen in the book, did it? He didn't actually summon Tywin. Anyone know? I feel like the first the, the bit definitely know. happened with the, I think the he mountain.
3: Did. He is trying to get him, to, I can't remember exactly, but I think the idea is that he will force Tywin to make an appearance or answer for it or bring the mountain to justice. I think it's a
4: fairly, Chickie or Ian could probably back me up uh, here. No, I don't head. remember. I don't remember if he, yeah. if he orders Tywin or not. I'm not sure. All I know is I think it's hilarious that he said that Tywin had to be there in a fortnight, as though you could get from Castleville oh. Rock to King's well, Landing.
3: Yeah, but they've already started. I thought it did. It took a couple seasons for them to invent the time machine. There, you know, the one that takes them, or the what is it, Littlefinger's magic travel machine. But no, they're already working on that.
0: Yeah, a fortnight, which is fourteen days. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, <I'm> so <laughs> never forget a check from the never Westerlands forget. to uh, King's Landing. That would be not
3: happening. I I do kind of love the way Peter looks like, like he looks kind of shocked at how scorched earth Ned has suddenly gone. Like, okay, I can work with this, but dude, I was not expecting that, which is kind of fun. <laughs> Okay, um,
0: so anyway, yeah, they, we end with Littlefinger saying, Gold wins wars, not soldiers. Ned says, well, then how come Robert is king and not Tywin? And uh, there's a whole lot of
3: answers for that, but I'm going to ignore it. It's not
2: lot. Tywin would be king. Yeah. But well, it's a good point.
3: I mean, I think, I think Peter's missing a little, well, he's not as bright as he thinks he is.
0: Well, no, it's not a good point because um, Robert had, you know, he's a Baratheon he's got the blood that's why
4: <laughs> that's, and no it's so not we, just that no, no it's and not it's, just that it was it definitely is. a might makes right and it was also that that it was a PR I mean Robert had a great story and that is really what got him the Iron Throne in the end and the support of the little people
2: the yeah, story nice. is, a, is, is a fairy tale Robert um, yeah completely bankrolled by the Lannisters anyway but not until yeah. after that, because remember, Tywin
3: the... basically sat in his castle and waited till he knew for sure that Absolutely. Robert was going to win, and only then did he, you know, make a, an appearance and have uh, Elia and her children killed. And uh, he didn't start bankrolling Robert until after Cersei was married to him. Right. So money wasn't yeah. what got Robert on that throne. It may have kept him there, but it didn't get him on there.
4: And there's no question it's kept in there because it's. Not oh a yeah, decision
3: but thing. it didn't <laughs> make him king. There's a distinction between no, no it getting to the throne and then staying on the throne.
1: All right,
3: let's go to the Aerie.
0: Um Brawn and Servardus are fighting. Um, Brawn is quick and tricky. He gets pushed up against the moon door, uh, but manages to push uh, Vardis off him. They go at it some more. And Braun gets the first cut in and Tyrion is super amped about that. I have to say too, this has got to be the stupidest place to watch a fight. And it was. It reminded, what? It reminded
2: me like, of the Rocky Road picture show. Um, like, why like would you do it there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that the fight is just happening in like this crowded throne room with like this huge gaping hole in the floor, and Bronze <laughs> like, kind of you're... working his way around using people as a human shield. <laughs> it's just like I would not want to be there while that was going on. It's, yeah. like, well,
3: Like, the us is the living so
2: happens in the books, the fight happens outside, I think, and the crowd is actually sitting on a terrace that overlooks the fight.
3: Which makes Sorry. so much more but, sense. <laughs> Two large dudes with, like, swords and stuff. Yeah, okay, cool. I get that. But, you know, yeah, I'm just gonna stand around. No. No. <laughs> yeah, they seem cramped.
0: Anyway, uh, Lysa orders Servardus to finish him, and uh, Braun parries, slices the back of Artus's leg. Braun then fishes. Finishes him actual Mortal Kombat style, flawless <laughs> <laughs> oh, <this> victory, complete <laughs> with a fall through the moon door. um And then Lysa says, "You do not fight with honor." And uh, Bronn says, "No, he did."
2: <laughs> that was a great line reading. I thought it was so yeah. flip. It was great. Yeah, I agree. That was another
3: well cast role. Yeah, I agree.
2: <laughs> That's uh, That whole fighting with honour, acting with honour, that's kind of like an ongoing, one of the big ongoing themes in this show, I guess, and in the books, where you've got the conflict between, you know, honour and survival, the struggle between doing what's right and what's what's necessary or what most benefits you. You know, we see it here with Broad and Zavardas. We see it to a much greater extent with Ned and King's Landing. And I guess, I mean, we even see it in Jorah's struggle between, what he sees is he's growing loyalty to Daddy and his desperate desire to go home. So it's, it's nice to see that play out in several different ways in this episode. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: so after the fight, Tyrion is freed. Little Robin asks if they're going to see the bad man fly. Tyrion demands his gold and then immediately gives it to Mord. Uh, and he says, a Lannister always pays his debt. He and Bronn leave.
3: Can uh, I... I have a comment. I I meant to say it earlier when, in the scene where um, Tyrion was basically telling Mord, hey, if you show up to my father, he'll give you all this money. You know, we pay our debts. And I just suddenly, I have this image of Tywin just constantly getting bombarded with, like, all of these people going, hey, your daughter said you'd pay me off, or your oldest son, he said you'd take care of me. I mean, can you? No, I can't see Tywin get going uh, for that cuz his father well, was that type,
0: right? His father. My thing is,
4: I think I Tywin's reputation would preclude most people from making those kind of false claims. Yeah. I think they wouldn't want to get caught in a false claim with Tywin Lannister. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, you better make yeah. sure you have a real actual debt before you go to Tywin. I'm Yeah. Telling you,
2: yeah.
4: yeah. What's he more does, concerning to, to me
2: What's more concerning to me is that Tyrion looks like he just gave away all his gold. How's he going to get home? Well, and
3: isn't the airy like? I mean, well, he's going to climb down that mountain for a start. by himself
2: with no, with all those hill tribes. Maybe he can use that donkey he was going to take into a brothel well, with honeycomb. In, in the books, there's that whole thing where they
3: have to be brought up with a basket, or they've got to climb, and just like, it just doesn't sound like it's easily ascended. Yeah, where's Maya Stone when you need her? To,
0: wait, exactly. We are thinking way too
3: logistically
0: too logistically for season one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, what Sansa, do you mean? Seasons one through four. Yeah. Sansa.
0: Empire. Sansa and uh Scepta Mordain are doing some needlework. Mordain comments on Sansa's southern hairstyle. Sansa is quite rude. Well, she's pretty much a teenager in this scene. She's a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's about to be reprimanded when Joffrey enters and says he's behaved monstrously. And then he gives her a necklace. He tells her she'll be his queen and she'll be his lady. And we hear this sweetheart music playing in the background (laughs) and uh, he'll never be cruel to her again. And Sansa (laughs) is totally buying it. They kiss and she's all hard eyes.
2: I had you know people I like ship off.
4: this. People ship this the first season. Oh,
2: God, no. I no, had no, best God.
3: job what of dummies. passing for normal that Joffrey ever does.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the, the commentary was hilarious during this scene. Um, Harry Lloyd says that because of the sunset, the scene kind of reminded him of Star Wars with uh, Amadala. And, and then Amelia says, I thought you were going to say Dawson's Creek. <laughs> that's adorable <laughs> and then sorry, I've got to say they talk about um, they're wondering whether or not this was Sophie Turner's first screen kiss oh. and Amelia says mine was a rape by a six foot five Hawaiian <laughs> oh no
0: <laughs> that's funny
3: Not it's not oh, funny but it is kind of funny oh See, God. One of the, and I did not like the writing in this episode, but one of the few bits I did like was when, uh, earlier, when the Septa is kind of telling her, you know, like, you're dressing like a Southerner, I wonder how your mother would approve, there's a line in there, like, you have to remember who you are, and I was like, okay, I didn't notice that first time, sort of like a callback to, you know, because Sansa does start to lose, arguably, herself. Mm as the, the story continues but
0: well, she's yeah. a teenager and she's just doing what teenagers do and that's yeah. try to fit in so uh unless you're like me and totally cool and didn't care <laughs> it, that's, <it's> a fair. <laughs> all right so uh ross is literally on the turnip cart in the next scene um, Theon stops her. She tells him that war is coming and there will be no more men, and there's nothing for her there anymore. She's going to King's Landing. Theon wants to see her vagina one last time. He tosses her a coin. She flashes, and he says he's going to miss her. And she says, "I know."
2: <laughs> <So> I like. <laughs> okay, to- sorry. One one last commentary thing, but this was hilarious and it made me laugh so hard. Um. So yeah, Theon tosses a coin at Rose so she'll show him her hoo-ha. <laughs> <Magina>. <laughs> China. <Little Magina>. China. <laughs> um so
4: walk, she, though, yeah.
2: she pulls her skirts, she pulls her skirts aside and you you see it. And then Daniel Minahan saying, Oh, so that was done with some help from CGI. And Amelia's like, Was it? And he said, I meant her catching the coin. <laughs> and <then> Peter, says, <laughs> Peter says, Peter says, Oh, God, my CGI bill for season two will be huge. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. It's a great commentary for this episode. Uh, I, I recommend you actually listen to it with commentary for you every watch. I think I will have it. to do that. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: Ned, uh, in the next scene, enters the room where Sansa and Arya are, and then he tells them that he's sending them home. They both freak out uh, for different <laughs> reasons. Uh, Sansa is upset about having to leave Joffrey. She's supposed to marry him and have his babies. Ned. Oh promises- god. <laughs> Ned. Honey, promises-
3: go. Just run. Go. Yeah. yeah, we all
0: know that. Uh, Ned promises to find her a suitable match. Someone brave, gentle, and strong. And then she says she doesn't want that. She wants Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Laughter at aria and ned share yeah, that it's quite hilarious it's, 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 i don't want someone brave and gentle i want him
0: <laughs> i love that too
2: and then uh aria
0: calls him a stag like his father when sansa says that he's a golden lion and then you kind of see this light bulb go on with ned this <laughs> he dis- aha moment <laughs> he dismisses mm. them uh, and he opens up his ponderous tome, <laughs> and then he reads the lineage of the Baratheons. All black of hair except for Joffrey, and that's that. And then we and go on.
2: Joffrey has the crown of gold. Mm, <laughs> double meaning uh, episode title again. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm thick.
0: I didn't pick up on that. Okay. Oh, anyway. <laughs> So, Danny party. There's dancing, drumming, roasting of horse, I'm assuming. Viserys comes in drunk. Jorah tries to escort him out, and he gets upset. One of Drogo's men says something that makes the others laugh. Call Drogo, points to a corner, and tells Viserys that's his place. And uh, he responds, that's no place for a king. Viserys draws his sword, points it at Daenerys. Um, he's not supposed to be He's not they're not supposed to shed blood in their sacred city but he can he wants the crown that he was promised Um, he can keep the baby he tells uh, drogo but he's gonna cut it but he'll cut it out and leave it for him drogo says something um, danny translates yes you shall have a golden crown that men shall tremble to behold Drogo steps between them, places his hand over her stomach, orders men to grab the Ceres, they break his arm. Drogo then puts his belt into
4: the pot, and the gold melts pretty rapidly. <laughs> wait just a sec, wait just a sec, I'm melting some gold. I just threw it in the pot. Just a sec.
2: It's done. <laughs> um hang it's on, done. hang on, guys, guys. According to the commentary, this was special Dothraki hybrid gold that has a lower melting oh, point. <laughs>
4: Super
2: fast. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had to look this up, but yes, gold has a melting point of over a thousand degrees Celsius, so oh, probably pot. hadn't heated to that at that stage. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Damn, that's a good pot. And yeah. Viserys begs Danny for help and then Joker pours the molten gold over Viserys' head. She does not look away, and then she says he was no mm. dragon. Fire cannot kill a dragon. Credits. Yeah.
2: Sorry. Love, love, love this scene. I'm... I still remember my first viewing of this scene, yes. and I remember being absolutely gobsmacked by it.
4: Oh, um, and I gotta,
2: I gotta give like huge props again to Harry Lloyd. Um, I just, it's funny how he really does an amazing job of straddling the line between portraying the series as like a, a psychopathic egomaniac, but then also making him quite pitiful at the same time. He's and motivated, well-motivated. Really well, right. He keeps right. him motivated, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah and that he, that he just gives look- this really nuanced portrayal, and he, he manages to bring some humanity to the series. and to me it made his end seem both deserved and tragic, which I thought was just really, really great.
3: There's that... There's that- I don't it's it's like a flash where for a brief second he thinks he's going to get what he wants. And he's like, "Oh, that's all I ever wanted." And it's just so vulnerable and it's like yeah. And especially and if- in uh an episode where there there were some fairly indulgent performances, it was wow. <laughs> It
2: was a huge standout. And isn't it funny how just last week we were talking about the be careful what you wish for trope. That This is like a prime example of that. It's a literal
3: example. He kills it. He brings it. And I have to say, I
2: don't think he had,
3: like, an off. I mean, when I rewatched this season, I mean, from, like, start to finish, he could bring creepy. He could bring vulnerable. He was really good. Yeah, he's fantastic. It's really a
1: shame that he
3: wasn't cast as Daenerys. Oh my god.
2: (laughs) 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 Wait, 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 wait. Viserys is still alive though, right? Oh, that would be brilliant. Please bring Viserys back as Daenerys Targaryen.
0: (laughs) He just Can needs we- Amelia's wig, and he's good to get Start like a letter writing
4: campaign. <laughs> Do you think anyone will notice if in season five, death just played by Harry Lloyd? <laughs> Everyone be like, "Well, she's so good. Wow.
2: What are they?" <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I was. Uh, it's really sad that we had to lose him from the show so so soon. It would yeah. be nice. To- Do you think they could bring him back in a flashback? As like, uh, I don't know, Rhaegar or I don't know. Well, they have,
0: uh, is it Aegon? <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: right. if they ever decide to, to cast Aegon, he could totally be Aegon. There we go. We found a solution. <laughs> um, yeah, I
0: think, too, like the scene with the gold crown, it, uh, it left an impression on me, too. And it was right up there with like the, the, hor- the horse decapitation by the mountain, yeah. the boob mm-hmm. of Lysa Aaron and then this gold crown. <laughs> you
1: know, I did kind of think whenever he hit the ground it made that ringing metallic sound that was a little bit cartoonish right there. Yeah, because
0: it's an earthen packed floor right? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> See, there was only people like
3: us. Thing. Well, I don't know. This kind of stuff always brings me out of it, but still, it was a great moment. Yeah. I like Jason Momoa too. I mean, he was really good. With the whole, like, during the whole party scene, you know, like, hey, that's, you know, that's my son and her and all that. And even as, um, oh, I can't think of her name. One of Danny's handmaidens is basically translating. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, like, right. You read right. 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 that theory he was translating? Um, you know, it's like, you can see, it's like, it's that sort of, like, stiffening, like, oh, you are so dead, dude. I mean, <laughs> it was just despite the fact that he has very few lines in English, he's really good. Yeah.
2: He is is quite a presence and really badass as well. Like I like how he kneels down before the series when he pours the gold so he can look him in the eye as he dies. Yeah.
3: (laughs) And I thought she was good too. I mean, she had several interesting moments where I was like, I really liked the choices she made. Uh, Amelia Clark. We're talking about Amelia Clark. Yeah, I mean you you like her portrayal Rachel of Singer. Stockholm syndrome really well. <laughs> yes, actually I do. I mean I I like her in season one. I really like the layers she brings to the part and I like I find her cringeworthy in season two uh, to a point where I just want to mute the TV. But now I really
4: like where she's taking that part. And I that think sort
0: she of- is stronger in season one as well.
4: Really, You know, that's so funny. In this episode, I was just going, she she's, you can tell when she's like having these staring scenes that you're supposed to have some idea of what's going on in her mind. And it's like, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I can't tell if she really likes Drogo the way that it's played. I can't really tell anything.
3: I, I will just say, in the scene her. where she's putting the, the eggs in the fire, I distinctly remember the first time going, What the hell is she doing? You know? And I couldn't get that. I guess it's supposed to be like an instinctual, like she wants to wake the drag. I mean, I remember watching this going, So you're taking what appears to be a home decor item and putting it in the fire? Or she's just hungry and she wants some eggs. <laughs> <laughs> it was just very random. <laughs> but I really liked her, her, s- this last scene. I really liked it. You know, I really liked, especially when, you know, it's sort of like she's looking at him and she knows he's dead. And I I, I thought it was really a strong way to end the episode. Well,
4: mm. oh, that's good. I thought she was really bad. She was she was she was right in line with uh, Aiden Gillen and Peter Dinklage for just Ooh. phoning it into me. Ooh.
0: Okay, so I I think that's it. We're good, eh? We can go on. Just some questions, if we have any. Do we have any? Who's
1: doing them? We have one. We 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 we, we do have two thank yous. Um, one is from the lovely Crayjoy, and she says, "Ladies, beautiful, glorious ladies, I'm finally catching up on the podcast, and you have me laughing like an idiot at work. (laughs) Only about twenty episodes to go. Almost there." It's great to revisit the book chapters and old epics. Thank you for continuing to do this awesome pod every week. You rock, Cray. So, and we did.
3: Uh, have- Cray. Hopefully she still feels that way after she uh, listens to I it. I was just going to say, her. Crayjoy,
0: I'd book. love to know when your laughter turns into sobs. Just like
2: <laughs> that. Happens. Please write back and let us know when your soul is destroyed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we also had an anon that said Will Chicky be back soon? She's so hot, and I missed her a lot.
4: Chicky, (laughs) turn on the Tumblr. Chicky, stop sending anonymous into our podcast. (laughs) I'll stop. I'll stop.
1: (laughs) Why why, did did we have any anon questions? Oh,
2: funny you should mention. We totally do. (laughs) We totally do. So here is the first question, and that is very, very pertinent to this episode. Would you rather wear a molten crown of gold or eat a bloody raw horse's heart? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with horse heart. Yeah, me
4: too. <laughs> Only We're one of these man. will kill you. Only one of these I'll... will kill you. So obviously you're going to yeah. pick the non-killer one.
2: I'm I mean, I love the to... taste of bleach, so I'm going to go with the horse's heart. Too. I'm going to have
1: to go with the horse's heart. I'm just going to have to add a little bit of Tabasco to it. Uh, I mean, should be okay. I was going to
2: say, everything's good with hot sauce. I'll eat anything yes. once. Guys, I, I did eat
4: horse one time, so I definitely would eat the horse.
2: <gasps> you horrible <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we have one more question. If you could furnish your house with a moon door, would you? If so, why? I did. I have already. <laughs> so, is it in the? Is it in the
4: floor or on the wall? Put it on the wall. I didn't know that it was so much cooler to do it in the floor. I would have.
0: I'll do. Doesn't that well, technically make it like a hobbit door when it's in the wall?
3: <laughs> I I live on the first floor, so putting it in the wall is not very effective. I will call that my back door. Uh, also, I think my landlord would really object if I just so chop the giant true.
2: hole is into the wall. Sorry, I, have the a, I have a question. Does the first floor for you mean the one on the ground? Yes. Okay, so we call them ground floor. See, so first floor to me yeah, well, would, prevent, you also would, would be a big problem if hearts. you put one in the floor. No, I was just going to say, if it was on the first floor for an Australian, that means that you have a hole between you and the, the floor underneath you. <laughs> well, so you'd I just mean, be sending I, people if downstairs.
3: It, if I put it uh, in my, my floor, that would lead to my basement. I mean, again, it's not much of a drop. I don't really see the point. If I lived on a mountain, maybe I would. But aren't you, like, assuming that I still don't understand how this actually works in the floor. Like, is it an overhang? <laughs> I think
1: I- you're overthinking this. <laughs> oh, but I well, think, I yeah. Mean,
3: but I mean, speaking, like a diagram. room.
0: I'm not drawing that.
3: <laughs> it's a room. There's a hole in the middle of the floor. So where is this castle being supported? What's beneath this castle? It's just a small hole. Like, it's not like... In the middle of the room. It's not like on the edge. Like, it's overhanging, like, on pylons. It makes no sense. Okay, imagine it like Wiley Coyote
0: and the Roadrunner. They always have those, like, stone ridges hanging out. So
3: they just basically draw a square in the floor, open it. You drill a hole into the floor,
0: and there you go. There's your moon door you're welcome
2: i would totally <laughs> have Guys, a moon can to we work. can we just talk about some hairstyles for a bit more? <laughs> oh, maybe no. the wire <laughs> yeah. is that it for our anonymous questions totally <laughs> Tom- anonymous Tommy questions, yes. says
4: his regards
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, those are the end of our anonymous questions.
0: <laughs> okay. So if you'd like to send us some actual questions um, anonymously, you can at our Tumblr at close the door and come here You can re- also reach us at Gmail at close the door and at gmail.com. They don't have to be anonymous, right? <gasps> no, no, the
4: emails, they... it's kind of hard to be. But I mean, Yeah, they don't have to be anonymous.
0: I was just playing around with them. You that.
4: can sign them. Sign your love for me. All you yeah. want, yeah, Ch- Ch-
0: Ch- Chicky would like you to tell um, her. Tell us, please, how hot you think Chicky is, and send that to either Gmail or.
2: <laughs> please send a detailed description of if what you think in about a... Chicky and her sports bra. Yeah, if we get up, we'll send you a
3: picture of Chicky and her sports bra. <laughs> I would like to see a logistic of how the moon door actually functions. Oh God! Well.
2: Oh, come on! <laughs> And that was we go with us, this, diagra- send us <laughs> diagrams of how you think people's hairstyles should look. Explained the moon door. I thought pretty well.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, and uh bonus points if you're Australian and you um, leave us a review on iTunes.
3: <laughs> what get- about the UK people? So they still ch- owe us. <laughs>
2: Yeah, dude, what about the UK people?
0: Oh, yeah, the, the, the UKers. <laughs> you get four. Yeah, I know what you're about to say. <laughs> Sorry, oh,
2: I'm not out now. She's pimping me out. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what happens when you send in a non-questions about yourself. all right this is this has been a fun
0: ending oh my god i love you girls all right let's say bye
4: everybody
1: bye